Welcome into the second episode of Your Story, a conversation about you and what you do, but also who you are and what your why is. In this episode, I visit with one of the best Division II football players in the country, Northwest Missouri State Sam Roberts. He's been a dominant force along the Bearcats defensive front for years, all MIAA player, all region, and in his final season, winning the Cliff Harris Award for the best small college defensive player of the year out of Division II, Division III, and the NAIA. But along with all of his tremendous accolades, we discuss Sam's journey to football, his purpose, and of course his desire to play in the NFL. First off, congratulations on the Cliff Harris Award. Uh, very select few have ever been able to receive that award. Just what does that one mean to you to be named, you know, the best defensive player in the country? Um, uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to the Chris Harris and all the people on the committee to pick those people. And congratulations to everyone who was nominated. But um, it was a it's a pretty good pretty good feeling to win that award. You know, you you work super hard to get to this point, and when you actually get the accolades from it and it solidifies it, it's kind of fulfilling. You know, um, you don't work hard to win these things. You just work hard because you love your teammates and your coaches and everything. But to get that award for myself and for my team um, is really great. And it's, I don't think it's a personal award. I think it's a um, award that and culminates the whole team and the whole staff and the whole environment at Northwest Missouri State. How did you, where were you or how did you find out that you'd won it? So I had left my phone in my car for four days and I, I didn't even know. So I was on my iPad trying to figure out where my phone is at. And my, my teammate, Kobe Claiborne, is a freshman. And um, he had hit me up on Snapchat. He's like, dude, congratulations, the best in the nation. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, the little guys, they look up to you. And it's just like, shut up, bro. But and he was like, dude, you won the Cliff Harris Award. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? So I get on Twitter and everything and I seen it. And um, I just had to do a little happy dance for a second. And I'm like, dude, you told me I won the Cliff Harris Award. Like, thank you. Because without Kobe, I wouldn't even know without having my phone. And um, it was just I had to do a little happy dance for a moment. And then I had to do a little research about the award because um, we don't talk about the Cliff Harris Award that much. And um, But now I know the history, the significance behind it. And, it's crazy. It's a crazy award to win, you know, to even let alone be nominated for, in my opinion. And I'm happy I got it and that we got it for the Bearcats. You're a very team-oriented guy and kind of known that throughout your whole career and everything, too. But to say that you're now a Cliff Harris Award winner, was this something that you ever thought was possible? Maybe not the award exactly, but this type of accolade to come your way. Do you ever think this was possible? Right. I'm I, actually I'm just that type of person that's going to grind hard regardless of the reward or the outcome. You know, I'm a team first player, you know, and um, back in the day when I was younger, I said shy away from like interviews. I still did in my senior year. I shied away from all interviews, all press and everything, because I just want to put my head down and grind. But um, I'm excited to actually win this award. Very excited. Um, and all the things that have come to me this year, I'm excited and grateful for because I think I do work hard and I think my teammates work hard to put me in positions to be great. And I think I do it vice versa. And I think it could have went to a lot of people on the team. Having basically a two year layoff because of the pandemic and everything too, to come out and have a season that you did, but also the team too, just what does that say about your work ethic? Like you said, just put your head down and go, but also not let the pandemic and that, you know, unknown for 18 months, maybe let you guys take a step back or anything either. Um, so 
the decision to come back. Let's talk about that first. That was a hard decision. You know what I mean? Like you, you have your life planned out and then you get thrown a curveball like uh, the pandemic, like no one's ever been through it. Like, I think we're a unique class for that. And um, that was a hard decision to come back. And we lost some brothers along the way, but um, I respect their decision to leave. You know, they had to go on with their life and I respect the guys who stayed. And once we decided that we were going to stay, we weren't going to worry about the pandemic. We we're going to do whatever we could to put us in a position to be a great team. And um, I think we just did that. We made a lot of changes and um, we actually got a new offensive coordinator. And so that, that gap there kind of helped us out essentially a little bit, I'd say. And um, because our offense was clicking. So I think that gap year kind of benefited us for the most part. And I think we took strides to be great in that year. We didn't take it off as an off year. We we got better. We got bigger. We got faster. We got stronger. We got smarter mentally in the playbook area. And um, I think you've seen that on the field this year, although we didn't get the outcome that we wanted. Going back to deciding to come back for you with everything in front of you right now and a lot of, I guess, sky's the limit for you why did you decide to come back for, for this final year because you didn't have to right um essentially I just had some long talks with my coaches my mom um, my teammates you know I I just and um being at Northwest Missouri State you want to win a national championship and that was like one of the main reasons I went to Northwest Missouri State um and that was on my mind heavy on my mind heavy. And um, that was all, that was ultimately one of the main reasons I came back because I want to win a national championship with my brothers out on the field. And um, my junior season, I, I didn't have a bad season, but I, I thought I could have performed better. And my coach kind of um, shine, shine light on that as far as me um, going to the next level and, or what, and whatever. And he said, you're, you did good, but you can do better, you know, and um, coach, Wright, He has a, a deep belief in me that I can be great. And um, we had some long conversations because I, I was debating on not coming back. And it, he just, he was straight up with me about my chance of going to the next level and then how I can improve those chances. And coming back was a great thing for me to improve those chances. And, um, and I love my teammates. That, that was the main thing. I, I didn't want to go out like that. You know, I did not want to go out, not even playing a game, you know, cause we had scheduled some games, but they didn't work out. And I just wasn't going to go out like that. Where do you think you grew the most in that 18 months? Because like you said, you know, your junior season, you felt like maybe something quite wasn't there to come back and MIAA player, Super Region 3 player of the year. Right. I mean, just right. everything fell into place maybe this year for you too. Right. It seemed like it was just like one of those perfect, not perfect, but dang, dang near perfect years. You know, everything seemed to go right for us. And um, the weather was even great every year. We didn't have one snow practice, and that's unheard of in um, Northwest. But um, I think over that that year that I took off, I think I grew physically and mentally. You know, I took a lot of um, mental mental um days to where I can like get myself prepared for the next step and prepared for the next season. I think um, I got more serious in a sense. I'm not gonna say I wasn't serious, but I think I took it more seriously. I start um taking care of my body better, and um, I faced some injuries over the years, and I think this this year off kind of got me back to like 110 percent, and I think that helped me this year. Kind of along those lines, talk about the mental aspect of it. Is that maybe just kind of the maturity factor of, you know, being in it for so long and kind of saying, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. Maybe when you were a freshman, you were like, ah, I don't need to really worry about this. Is that what maybe yes. some of it was? Yes. That's a, that's a, I think the mental aspect of it gets looked, looked over a lot. You know, when you come in as a freshman, you think you just have unlimited years, right? And um, you don't. 
that it comes quick. Those years fly by fast. And like it's next man up, like there's guys coming under you, you know, you gotta, you gotta get your head in the game so you can play. And I don't think um, you should take, I don't think you should take a seat back. I think when you get on, on campus, you should be mentally prepared to play right away. You know, I'll, you might not play, but you having that mental state will help you bet, better off in the um, long run, you know? And I think um, just mentally knowing that what you have to do for your body. I think um, when I was younger, I didn't take care of my body as much, but growing up being an older guy on the team, I realized that I need to take care of my body better to help my team out. And I think that's what I did over that year. I got stronger, I got faster and um, I start eating better. And I think that's all because of my mental getting better. Kind of what I touched on earlier about what I want to kind of do with this and everything too is, you the football player, but also you the person. And Northwest fans know you the football player pretty well, everything you've been able to do. Right. What who who are you as a person that maybe people don't realize or, or don't quite know about? Right. I think um I think for the most part, our community is so small. So they they kind of have a they got a little insight on you know us as football players as well. And they do a lot of good stuff for us, and we love our community. I want to thank the Bearcat community, first of all. And I think um I'm a gentle giant, you know, so like after the games, I got all the fans coming up and I guess I, it's kind of unexpected for me to be who I am. You know, I get that a lot. I get that I'm intimidating, but once you get past the, the face value of it, you're just a whole different person. And, um, you know, I, I just think um, I'm a gentle giant and I love people. I love I love kids. I love old people. And I actually am a CNA at um, one of the nursing homes up there. And um, just doing that got me in contact with a lot of people in the community and uh I think that was really good for me to um, give back to the community that's given so much to me. How, how much can that help you just community wise or kind of feeling a part of North? I mean, you already feel like a part of the football team, but also the, the family and the community part. Like you said, you, you're working with people on the community, getting to know more than just the campus life, I guess, more right. than anything else, too. I think that that helps you tremendously, you know, having I mean, some people come far away from home and just having someone that, you know, in the stands can make you night and day play better. You know, um, some games my parents couldn't make it. And I know for a fact there's 10 people in the stands that I have good relationships with or that are rooting for me and cheering for me and going to be down there after the game. Um, and there's a lot of families who just take you in as their own and being away from home. I think that's very important. I think we do a good job in that community of creating the atmosphere of being at home, away from home and. I think that was, that's, that's one thing that sets this program and the community apart. I think the community is a great, great, great part of the program. And I don't, I think that's overlooked in a lot of places, but I think we got that down to a T there. This may be a weird question to ask, but uh, football, uh, what does it mean to you, I guess, I guess at this point and where, where'd the love come from? Um, the love I first, I did not want to play sports. <laughs> I did not want to play sports at all. Uh, my, uh, my mom was the one in the household who was, uh, you know, pushing the athletics. And my dad was like more of the, the um, education side. And my mom just pushed and pushed and pushed until I finally did it. And I fell in love, you know. And, um, and she said I used to push back on her. But once she got me to the field or to the court, I just flipped and I was on it. And um, I thank her for that because I don't know if I would have be playing if it wasn't for her. But um, it's just been my life, you know, and I've, I've made so many connections and um, relationships through the game. And I don't think I'd be who I am without football. And I, I think I'm going I'm to advocate to playing football or sport in general just to um, just get you out of your comfort zone, you know, and um, become the person who you, you're meant to be. How old were you when she kind of pushed you out of the house and said, we're going to go try these things? It was um, I was I think six or seven flag football. I started, hated it. And then um. 
didn't want to go back, but she said, you're going, you're going. And then I was a bigger kid. So she's like, you're not just about to be sitting around the house doing nothing. You know what I mean? So I had whatever it was, it could have been ping pong, but I was going to get up and play something, you know? And um, I thank her for that because um, I loved it. I loved it. I, I always loved it. I just wanted to push back on her, you know, as a kid, like I'm going to do what I want. But um, yeah. it worked out good for me, I think. Is that weird to think back? The six, seven-year-old you was like, I'm not doing any of this. This is not yeah, what I want to do. Crazy. Crazy to think that I was like, yeah, I'm not playing sports. What the heck are you talking about? But um, yeah, it really did shape me who I am today. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that. That you know, experience. Kind of, kind of looking ahead a little bit too, but also with your conversation with Coach Wright and everything. I mean, through the years, he's had, I mean, you know, a lot of great defensive linemen come through there, made the steps to the next level too. How much did his coaching help you along the way too, and maybe on the field, off the field guidance along the way of who you are as a football player now getting ready to try to make that jump to the next level? Right. Um, I want to thank Coach Wright, first of all, too, because um, I was recruited to play offensive line up there. So I went on a visit and everything, and um, they wanted me to play O-line, and Coach Doral was there, and uh, they ran out of money. And then Coach Wright called um, – Coach Doral called me up and said that he seen – Coach Wright seen me on the visit, and that I can come play D-line for him if I wanted to. So, and that was the only school who wanted me to come play defensive line. And I was like, yes, I'm going to go play for Northwest Missouri State. And ever since I stepped on that campus, there's been nothing but open arms from Coach Wright. Um, he loves the players. He loves the, he loves the game. And he's super smart. Um, we have film studies at his house. He's that type of guy where he's going to let you in. And uh, it's, he's, he's a part of our family, and I love him for that. Uh, and he he really did push me out of my comfort zone. I wasn't the most vocal guy, and um, he kind of pushed me out of there and made me speak up when I needed to and type thing. But he let me be myself, too, as well. So he's, it was a balance, but he seen more in me, and um, I appreciate him for that because I didn't see what he seen in me. And um, he, he opened me up to the realization, like, dude, you can be pretty good. And he told me this, like, sophomore year. He was like, dude, you can be pretty good. And I I, I took it from there and ran with it. How, how big is that to have? I mean, every coach is going to motivate in some way, but it seems like with Coach Wright, he hits you at a different level, maybe anything else, and kind of gave you that extra belief that maybe you right. needed at the time, too. Right. Yes. And he's definitely going to come unsugarcoated. He's going to tell you straight how it is. If you do good, it's going to pat you on the back. If you do bad, you're going to hear from him. You know what I mean? So, and I really appreciated that aspect. You know, some people want to beat around the bush now. He's coming straight to your front. And um, I think it's good to have a coach like that on your side. And, um, yeah, he was, he's just been a good, very integral part of my, um, my growth as a player. And he, he nitpicks at everything, but it's for the better, you know. And I, and I think I've been proved tremendously night and day difference just by being more closer to him. You know, I wish we could have got closer, but, you know, he's a whole team out there and it was, a, it was this whole thing. But he definitely helped me become the player I am today. Before I move on, ask you a couple of questions about the future and everything, too. Uh, looking back at your time in Northwest, what's what's maybe your favorite memory that you have? It could be game-related, just life-related, I guess, at Northwest, too. Right. Um, I got so many memories, so many good memories of, of Northwest Missouri State. I'm going to miss it so much. My best, my favorite memory, um, probably my first sack. I got when I was a um, redshirt freshman, I got in the game and um, I got a sack. Yeah. And I was I will always remember that moment. It was at home in front of home crowd. My mom was there. It was just good. I will remember that one. Going from an offensive lineman coming in the defensive lineman. How, how was that kind of transition for you or was that OK with you? Oh, uh, in high school, I played 
everything. You know, I had to snap every running back. I played tight end, offensive tackle, offensive defensive line. So it was it was kind of natural, you know, to switch over because I did it in high school. But uh, it was just more of a technical thing. I had a lot of technique things because, you know, I was physically just bigger than a lot of guys. So it was like I didn't really need technique at times. So it was it was fun to get some technique and um, improve in that aspect. Now, now we look forward a little bit, the excitement for you here in the next few months, kind of everything, too. Um, I guess where are things at right now for you and what are you getting prepared to do? Um, I'm actually um, preparing to go to the Hula Bowl on the um, 15th in Orlando, Florida. That would be like the first big milestone for me to go up against some, um, quote unquote, better competition, guys who went to bigger schools. And um, that's on the that's coming up next week. And uh, I'm preparing for that right now. And we'll see where it goes from there. What is it like kind of knowing this is all becoming a reality? Like the Hula Bowl is the next step. And maybe after that, there it keeps going and. I won't jinx anything by saying those dates in April or anything like that. But right. What, what's it like to know that things are maybe starting to fall into place a little bit? Right. Well, I, I just I had a pinch me. I'm dreaming moment earlier today. I landed in Vegas last night um, to begin some training. And I was like, dang, this is real life. You know, you know, these things you dream of but when they actually come and like you're seeing it like first like firsthand and I, you have your first training session and you see how intricate everything is. It's like, dang, this is really about to be my life. And um, I'm just taking it all in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feel blessed. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm happy. Like I got all these emotions, you know, but um, ultimately it's going to be, I'm just feeling blessed right now. You, you talked about the quote unquote better competition thing that when you look at social media and people look at D2 compared to FCS, FBS, just how big is this for, you and division two guys that kind of say we're not that much different than you guys. I mean, there's some size on some levels, but right. there's not much difference sometimes either. Right. Uh, I don't, historically Northwest has been a great program and like, there's a lot of teams who probably don't want to play us at that higher level because that'll be some issues. But um, I think we know what we can do at the D2 level and at Northwest Missouri state in particular. And we're not worried about the, the labels or whatnot because we work hard, just as hard as them, if not harder. We got uh, Joe Quinlan, our strength coach in there, who's getting us bigger, faster, stronger. We got um, Coach Wright in there getting our technique right on the defensive side. We got Coach Sturdy on there getting our offensive guys right. And um, I think we work just as hard as them, if not harder. And we can compete with anybody. I mean, we got heart down there, so we're not going to shy away from any competition. And that's it about that one. <laughs> Sounds good. Are you As you were kind of getting ready for next few months, have you reached out to former – uh, Northwest players or what's the advice you've been given from anybody really about how to embrace this next step, next opportunity, but also it's almost business-like at this point too, at the same time. Right. Like you said before that we had a lot of guys in the past go on to the next level and um, they're, they're all giving me congrats and input and um, trying to lead me in the right direction. Matt Longacre, um, Dave Tolleson, Colin Bevins. I mean, those guys were the guys who came before me who were greats. And um, I look up to those guys. And I know for a fact, if I need anything, I can pick up the phone and call them and ask any question I need. And they'll give me an answer straight to the point. And that's one thing that Northwest really does do a good job of getting you in contact with the past, because the past is always going to be there. And like connecting the past with the new new guys is, just, is very important. It keeps me in the strong tra tradition at a um, college or university football program. And um those guys I can definitely pick up and call the phone. And I didn't even have to meet them in real life. And I know for sure that they would have my back. And that kind of segues into my last question for you. You're now part of that Northwest past and tradition. What, what's advice you give to 
young guys on the team and maybe even future, you know, Bearcat football players or just any football player to, for that matter too? Um, I'd say just buy into what, what the coaches are selling because they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Buy into your teammates, you know, don't be a, don't be um, afraid, afraid to speak your mind, you know, let your voice be heard because that that's very much needed. And um, just make those connect with those um, guys on the team, make those relationships because those guys will be there lifelong if you need them.